We play and call it work. From Wargamers to the Shrine of Chaos, today I have a very special guest. It's Aaron from Cool Guys Nation. Hello, Hello. Aaron. Hello, Dave. Now, the cool thing about this stream today is because we're going to be talking about a board game and we'll be giving away some copies of said board game. Now, this board game, which uh, smells really nice, is, in, is titled Legacy of the Rangers Board Game. Uh, this is something that we've been working on for a number of years. Uh, this was part of the Kickstarter that happened, uh, ooh, I want to say over four years ago. Now, this game was just fulfilled by the manufacturer, the game designer. We got it in from the manufacturer, and we have fulfilled the Kickstarter backers for it. And so that's why we're doing the stream now, is to make sure they were all, all of their orders were fulfilled first, and now we are making it available to the general public. And we're selling it on the Mini Wargaming store website, which is shop.miniwargaming.com. You can get copies there. Uh, I've included links in this post. So if you're watching this on YouTube, there's links in the video description to get a copy of the game. We're also doing bundles for a copy of this game, plus uh, a DVD copy. So you can get that there as well. Uh, or you can get multiple copies, whatever you want. Uh, we will be doing a giveaway during this stream for the game plus the DVD. Uh, we'll be doing a, a couple of those at least. Uh, what I, made, board... I, made, I made him do it. He didn't want to do it. But I was like, Dave, you have to do it. You guys are lucky that Aaron's here because he is the one who encouraged me to do a giveaway. In fact, the idea in general is uh, Aaron's idea. So full credit to Aaron. So this is the board game that will be given away today. Uh, it is a one to four player board game. It's cooperative. You are fighting the orcs. For those of you who have seen the Rangers movie, any of the Rangers movie, but particularly the Rangers Bloodstone movie, then you'll know that it is based off of that. Uh, you can play as my character in the movie, right there. Um, and then the other characters in the movie, Aaron's got a character. That's his right there. Uh, Hunter. Uh, if you're watching this, uh, that's uh, your daughter. That's uh, Lynn Vander on the far side. We have Sharia and Bjorn on either side of me. Lady of the Woods right there. And then the Ancient One on the very, very far side. So super exciting for me to be able to do this today. And uh, like I said before, also giving away a copy of the movie itself, a DVD copy. Now, there aren't a whole lot of these here. So these are limited. And uh, these are available on the Mini Wargaming website, shop.miniwargaming.com. You can get a bundle or you can just get the board game just by itself. Yeah, and if you filter uh, new to old, they will pop up as the first items because they were just created. Yes, indeed. They were just added to the website. Uh, and uh, to answer your question, uh, Tom Rogue Dice. The Hungering Nexus uh, is going to go out today, if you haven't seen it already. Uh, that's going to be premiered today. That's a narrative campaign that we've been working on. All of us in the studio are part participating in that, so that's super exciting and super cool. Sea uh, Worm, you did not know this existed before today. Well, now you know it exists. Uh, so this is super fun. Uh, Aaron, you got your copy of the game? I do. Uh, I got my copy i've played a number of times um and it is a one to four player game so if you're stuck in quarantine somewhere perhaps or you're not going out 
many places in general, it is a fun game to play uh, on your own uh, or with others. Yeah, so I've played it. I've played it a couple times, technically with others, but the other was a six-year-old, so it was mostly on my own. <laughs> uh, and it is—it's super fun. I've I've really enjoyed playing through the game a bunch of times, and I can't wait to play it with uh, a group of proper adults. <laughs> what about improper adults? Would you play with those? Uh, if one of them was you, then sure. If one of them was me, okay. Well. Um... <laughs> I'm going to have to play as my own character in the game. I think that's the only way that's uh, fitting. And perhaps you should play as your character. I mean, that's the kind of... I mean, that makes... That does make the most sense. It does I make... say... I agree. I agree with this. Uh, so, for those of you who are wondering why Aaron... What his involvement is in this whole thing... Aaron is one of the producers of this movie. Uh, he's the primary producer of this movie. Uh, of the film. So uh, without Aaron, this film would not be possible. Um, and so thank you for that, Aaron. Thank you for helping me fulfill one of my dreams. I think it was more emotionally supporting you at three o'clock in the morning while you were writing it and having breakdowns about editing. But That's uh, very you know. accurate. Yes, uh, very, very <laughs> accurate. Uh, we shouldn't leave out those necessary juicy details. Uh, but yeah, uh, that, that is, uh, that's certainly a thing. Uh, <laughs> Many discussions over the years uh, about this project, uh, but it is it's finally done and complete uh, in, in its entirety. So, um, so it's it's a lot of fun. Like I gotta say, it's surreal playing as as my character from the movie, uh, and, and I've played it a bunch of times. I played about fifteen times so far. And, oh, jeez, I feel I've, bad now. I've only played it like three times. <laughs> but I I've had a chance to play it with my family, and uh, it, you know it, it's other members of my family that are in the movie that are characters in the game as well. So we played a bunch together. I've played it with Farah and Dana and, uh, and I've also played it solo on my own. So I've played it a number of different ways, a number of different times. And it's a challenging game. Uh, I didn't win every single time. There were times when the game beat me because it is a cooperative game. It is us the peoples of Adrasil of the Grimmick Mountains in particular, fighting the raiding orc warbands and preventing them from capturing and searching for the Bloodstone, which is what they're doing. They're raising villages, and we have to protect these villages, fight the orcs, and build up said villages uh, by means of using resources that we gather from orc warbands and from collecting them from the villages itself. So it's it's a mixture. There, there is a bit of non-cooperative play where each character has their own quests that they yes. have to fulfill before they can come back together as a group. So sometimes those quests can take somebody pretty far away from where you need them to be to win the game or could just straight up be like, no, I have to go do this other thing. It doesn't matter what the other people are doing. Um, I've done a couple run-throughs playing myself as more than one character, and I have found times where it was just like oh to fulfill these two quests i'm never going to get back to the town that i need to be at in time uh that was definitely one of the endings of the game so it it's <laughs> it's cooperative but it still has that you know what i mean there is still some interpersonal aggression if you need that in a board game some uh uh i'm off on my own doing my own thing and like uh whatever yeah. you want to do is up to you Exactly. The sabotage yeah, it's, it's element. Passive aggressive more than, than <laughs> aggressive, but yes. So I'm not going to help you or protect you against these orcs who are fighting you. I see. Yeah. Uh, 
So here, I'm actually going to include a link here in the chat uh, for those of you who are curious and uh, are interested in the game. Uh, I'll include a couple links just so it's unquestionable uh, where to go, and that's uh, on the website. So that's now available on the site. And uh, Yeah. You know, that's why I post multiple times, because in this one posting of the links, it for some reason just didn't show up on Twitch. But uh, the other three did, so that's why I post <laughs> multiple times. And that's why it works. Uh, so... So here's the other interesting thing. So uh, I was looking back at our photos, um, and I realized that this weekend is the four-year anniversary of when we went to go actually make the game. So we went the weekend of February 14th to the studio um, that ended up producing the game four years ago this weekend. And so we didn't plan this or anything. You know what I mean? It's like, obviously, we didn't plan for it to take four years, but we definitely didn't plan on having the live stream and the game going up for sale almost to the day four years later. But I thought that that was pretty cool, you know, full circle, almost to the day. Yeah, uh, it that is kind of fortuitous in the in the day sinking OCD-ness. So, uh, but yeah, so it, it's fun. Uh, I... I'll eventually be making a playthrough of the game. I think that makes sense to do that, to show, you know, here's how to play the game. This is the different characters. This is your quests. Uh, and then here's where you can get the game. Can I ask you a personal question? Ask away. Uh, in any of the playthroughs, have you let anybody else play you? <laughs> uh, while I was playing, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, funny question. Well, that being said, I've played as different people. Right. Yeah. It just so happened that no one wanted to play as me. So there you go. Right. I see. Yeah. Gotcha. It wasn't a matter of me not letting them. Uh, <laughs> they wanted to play as different people. So. It's just the unspoken rule. Because <laughs> if Dave's playing, he plays his character or no one does. <laughs> hey, I, I didn't say that. Uh, no one said that. Uh, but it was, it was actually a lot of fun. I, they did a really good job with the game design. It's uh, The replayability is great because there's different levels of difficulty and there's different uh, numbers of players and there's different quests that different characters have. And you can mix and match which characters you're playing with. And it is a challenge. So if you like cooperative games that are challenging, like let's see, what's one that I can think of that? Uh, Battlestar Galactica. Haven't played it, but uh, I can... <laughs> imagine it might be something similar uh okay so pandemic that's actually in the resource gathering aspect there's similarities uh in the uh fighting aspect dungeon quests if you've played that game there's similarities in that the uh combat isn't done through dice rolling it's uh cards that you flip and it's almost like a rock paper scissors when it comes to if you're fighting with ranged attacks, melee attacks, or magic attacks. Uh, and so you go in not knowing what you're going to get as your bonus. And so there's a chance you could fail an attack, which is... Uh, there, there, it, there's not a way of winning by yourself without everybody else losing, to answer one of the questions. Everybody wins or everybody loses. Correct, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> but there is this tension between getting your own side quest done and making sure that everybody gets them done 
uh, which adds a level of difficulty um, that a passive aggressive player could use. You know what I mean? In a, in a negative way. But yes, in the end, everybody wins or everybody loses. There's no way for one person to, to win. Right. Unless you're the only one playing. That's the only way one person can <laughs> Unless you're the only one playing. So, okay. Yeah. So your character, let me remind, let me uh, think about your character here. Cause I, I've never played as you. I what? Wanted, I wanted you play, wanted you to play as your character first before I asked. Uh, and Estic Max, yes, I'm looking for my World Eaters Codex too, because that is uh, something that needs to happen uh, pretty much immediately. But uh, so your, uh, your upgrades and your stuff, I got a copy of the game here. Um, yeah. Up. So um, I I'm I'm an like a an elf ranger. I'm good at combat. I'm bad at shooting, and I'm bad at magic. Um, I have two two sort of side quests that are kind of fun, and um, I actually kind of prefer the shooting characters. So. I've only played myself once. So hold on. What's your what are your stats? Four one one. You're four one one. So you're best at close combat. Yeah. 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 Um, but I like I like playing Drustin. You've played as <laughs> Drustin before? Yeah, he's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what to say. I'm quite flattered. I mean uh, you have but you have I feel like I feel, I mean, I'm just going to say this. When you look at the cards, technically everything is balanced because they all equal to the same number. Yes. But I feel like Bjorn and Drustin are actually the two most balanced characters if you wanted if you wanted balance because Bjorn is three combat two archery and you're two combat three archery mm. and everybody else is kind of you know what I mean? Either really high or really low. Um, ancient you know, one is like... two two two. The ancient one is two two two. That's true. Um, Same with uh, uh, Isabel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I feel like just in my playthroughs, the the close combat and the archery came into play more often than the magic did. I don't know if you've had a different experience playing the game, but I felt like those two stats were more important than magic. Uh it depends uh, because, like, I've, I've played with Lady of the Woods before, and uh, she needs a high magic bonus to come up with the event cards in order for her to get her personal quest done. And right. so uh, that matters because sometimes the magic bonus is zero, and sometimes it's, like, plus four or plus five. So it seems like it's skewed one way or another with the magic. With the close combat and range, it seems to be more balanced in the middle. It's less often you have, like, zeros as the bonus or fives on the bonus. So that's what I found. Uh, and just as a balancing thing, you know, the, the, the night events that require you to place three orc war bands. Have you ever seen those? Yes. <laughs> okay. So I, I took those out. Uh, oh, really? Uh, because I found that it was, especially with one player, it was just way too uh, overwhelming to, cause think yeah. of, if those came back to back, then you're done. Yeah, the right. game's over. The game's over. Yeah. And it's just a matter very, of rolling yeah. a dice and like, okay, well, I got a one on my charge and I needed a two. So like it's one of those cases where uh, it, it's just too hard. So I took it out. Hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I'll have to play through more. Um, I only got that once, and it was in a game where I was playing multiple characters, so I was able to deal with it. Mm. Um, but I could see that being a real problem if you're playing it by yourself. Yeah, 100%. And I, I also found that the game itself does a good job of balancing protecting villages and getting personal quests and finding the bloodstone because that's ultimately your goal as a player is to find the bloodstone and to protect the village that has the bloodstone and build up that village yeah so here's the map if anybody's interested um you have all these different locations that you need to go to building up all these villages and one of those locations has the bloodstone um, and you have to figure out where the bloodstone is which is problematic uh, because a random orc band could walk into a village that you've been ignoring or haven't gotten to and flip over the bloodstone and the game is over. Yeah. So it's the second one. Uh, it's because the, there's two shards of the bloodstone. And if you find the first one, then the second one becomes the actual bloodstone. And same with the orcs. If they find the first one, the second one they find is the actual bloodstone. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so that you could, that's the luck of the dice there, right? Like, you place all these tokens upside down, the bloodstone tokens, and you, you don't know where the bloodstone is until you flip that over. And you can't start searching for the bloodstone until your personal quest has been completed. Uh, and I found that Bjorn's personal quest is the hardest one to actually complete. Uh, his one is you got to build up that middle village uh, to a stone wall, but you, you require more resources to do it. So it's just hard to do that early on in the game because you're fighting things and because i played once with him and the game that i played with him i lost because it was just really difficult and then you you burned his card (laughs) (laughs) and then i never played as him again uh but that's that's a challenging one though but once you get your bonus you're you get actually you get a combat bonus to all of your stats i think it is uh within a certain radius of your village so that's that's super cool uh, and rewarding once you get it done, but you got to get it done first. Uh, yeah. So what's your personal quest? Do you remember yours? Uh, I don't off the top of my head. I could read them. Um, I don't recall. So for Drewston's personal quest, he's got to find Reyna, his daughter, just like in the Rangers Bloodstone film if you've seen the film. So everything that happens in the board game, narratively speaking, coincides with what happens in the feature film. So uh, it's fun and satisfying to see that happen in the game. Uh, Your character was created in the world of Adrasil, not represented in the film, but represented in the game. And so what what did you see as your personal quest? Oh, I got to look it up. Oh, okay. Um, I played. I played myself one time, and then I've I've played you all the other times. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Why? I play. I played other characters when we were in development. So, like when we got the development package, Lord knows how long ago. Um, I played the other characters then. And we kind of went round robin and played all the characters, and then gave feedback on on the game. Um, so I actually don't know what's changed 
because I haven't gone through all the characters yet mm. from the development phase to uh, the actual product phase. So I don't know if you know what has changed. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, I don't know the old playtesting version enough to know what's changed. If that's what you're asking. Um, I feel like it was harder. It might, it might've been that I was less familiar with the game, but I feel like it was harder. Yeah. Uh, I think that it was harder with the exception of lady of the woods. Her character was better before because her character was very powerful. So they had to actually nerf her a bit. Uh, cause she has an ability that allows you to like basically see danger that's happening and just completely change it. Uh, and that was super, super strong and it made it a must take every single time you play. Uh, but right now it's more balanced where it's like, okay, cool. She has cool abilities. They're not overpowered though. Yeah. So my, my, my quest is to get followers, um, but then kind of not have them. <laughs> you have to get them and like give them up and then you're, you're good. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And then it gives you the combat bonus. Um, and then it gives me, um, magic and arrow. Okay. So then you're magic and become, archery become four, two, two. Those, what you're Yeah. Which is like, which is again, why I like playing the characters that already kind of start out more balanced. You know what I mean? Because I feel like you get anyways, it's fine. I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's, it's interesting because, uh, with, I find that playing with Drewston, because he starts with a range bonus of three and a close combat bonus of two. I never use his magic stat ever. It's always one of the first two. And when I collect followers, it's always either archer followers or it's close combat followers, right? To kind of boost those two already strong stats. And then right. when I'm fighting against stuff, it's like, okay, uh, I will use whatever one is, is high, obviously. Right, but you, right? But you go to a 3-4 archery combat right which We're, is pretty freaking sweet but you're already at a four close combat but everything else is a one it's fine we don't have to go you know what <laughs> uh, i mean you could just collect the ranged followers and have that as your stat uh yes that's true except that part of my quest is um uh, each time you recruit, you must discard a follower. Um, if you are over your limit, place one of the discard followers on the empty matching space. So it's diff- like it's a balancing act. Hold on. Each time you recruit, you have to replace a follower? Yeah. Each time you recruit, you must discard followers because you are over your limit. Place one of the discard followers on an empty matching space of this card. So... So you swap out followers. Right. Okay. So it's a little bit more tricky. But yes, technically I could get better stats in the area that I want. Or I could just play Drew Stinn. It's fine. Okay. So apparently uh, Joshua says, uh, can't power game with with Aaron. I'm going to play Dave. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Uh, Stefan, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to make Josh play the ancient one. <laughs> well, if anything, it would make sense for him. Uh, <laughs> awesome Mortifackers. Mortificers. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but uh, awesome models. I posted it. I just have to say that because they're awesome. They're skulls on everything. Primaris with skulls everywhere. Uh, reminded me of Corn Primaris. Kind of made me sad that it's not a thing, but it's the closest possible thing to it. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. Uh, you know what? Why don't we just jump into a giveaway? What do you say, Aaron? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So uh, if you're watching the stream right now and you would like a copy of the Rangers board game, Legacy of the Rangers board game, with the accompanying DVD, then leave a comment down below. And the comment should be Rangers. So just type in Rangers. And that will be a visual indication to us that uh, you would be okay with receiving this game should the mouse wheel randomly land on your name. I can hear the computer working harder because of the amount of comments that are coming in. <laughs> so again, if Dude. you just, just jumped on, type in the word Rangers. We're doing the giveaway right now. Okay. What were you going to say? I said somebody, I saw somebody type it in twice. <gasps> okay. Give you guys a few seconds there. Allow the internet to catch up. Three, two, uno, boom. Pixel Vegas. Oh, now that's kind of funny because I clicked on your name, but uh, you didn't type in the word Rangers. I got to go back here. Oops. Oh, no, you did. <laughs> I was uh, actually clicking on your second comment. Your first comment does indeed say Rangers. So you are the winner of this first giveaway. We are doing a couple here. So let me see. Pixel Vegas, you are on Twitch. So I'm just going to find you here. Twitch. Uh, I'm going to send you a whisper. Pixel Vegas. Excellent. You Congratulations. Rangers board game. You can play as Dave. <laughs> and as Aaron. Oh, by the way, just so everybody knows, the... Um, the player car the players are standees. They're little little cardboard standees that you get. Um, there was a time when we were considering commissioning miniatures for the game, but that turned into a very complicated problem four years ago that today is probably not a very complicated problem. Mm. <laughs> oh, uh, you know what? We are actually... Uh, so Ron, Ron Newcomb, he's the uh, founder of the Forge Studios and uh, the crea the original creator of the Rangers, by the way. Uh, he, yeah, let's talk about the history a little bit, he, how this all came to be. He offered an STL file of Drewston with the board game. Should we include that? Like it's, so you can print Drewston? So you can 3D print it. I mean, that makes me super jealous, so no. 
So that's a definite yes then. Okay, so uh, that is, uh, I mean, if you have a 3D printer, it works out well. If you got a friend who has one, it works out well. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, before we do the second giveaway, just a quick history of uh, the Rangers in general and why it's why it's a thing. What does this have to do with mini wargaming? Well, let me tell you. Uh, about five, over five years ago now, geez, we're going on six years ago. Uh, I went to Gen Con, and uh, I was looking around first time there and kind of not going as anything, not as a vendor, not as a special anything, just kind of floating around as a guest of the convention. And the first person I talked to is Ron Newcomb, who is there promoting his independent feature film, Rise of the Fellowship, or The Fellow's Hip. It's an alternate title. It's basically a feature film made about a group of teenagers that are fans of lord of the rings and they imagine this in their minds and they go on this adventure super cool movie uh cool that he was promoting this at gen con in the film festival there and and uh, selling his film and so we got to talking after about an hour of talking to ron who has nothing to do with miniature wargaming he's there promoting his film uh i told him just kind of made an off-the-cuff comment i said hey be really cool to be in a film one day and so that's when he turns to me and he goes you know what i want you in my next film i'm like well i'm not going to say no to that i'm not sure what that means but that'd be cool and he's like i'm serious after this after this convention uh i'm going to contact you and i want to talk about my next film and what we can do I'm like okay so i give him my info we jump on a call after the convention and we do like a it's like an audition basically for this new project that he has, which is the Rangers, which is a fantasy film uh, that he was making that he did a Kickstarter for. And uh, he's like, okay, you're in. And I, I said, all right. So for this film, like I have no acting experience. I've done a bunch of YouTube stuff, but that's just me being goofy in front of the camera. That's not like, like traditional acting. And so I said, all right, so to add authenticity to the role, should I grow my hair long? He's like, yes, that would be a good idea. And so by the time we started filming, from the time I started that, was one year. So my hair was one year long uh, when I did that, which is uh, probably not something that's going to happen again, but interesting experience. Six months of stupid hair growth. And uh, and then also for the accent, I said, okay, so do you want there to be an accent? Uh, and he's like, uh, yeah, just think of Game of Thrones. Like there's multiple different kind of fantasy-esque type of accents. There's not one in particular, but if you want to do something, by all means, go for it. So I was practicing stuff, and then I showed my dad the accent that I was practicing. Uh, and I was trying to make it some sort of version of fantasy, uh, unrecognizable English, watered down, whatever it was going to be, right? And he's like, oh, is the accent, my dad, he's like, is the accent supposed to be Australian? <laughs> I'm like, no, not at all, not even close. Oh, man, because he, I mean, he... He's got no filter when it comes to being brutally honest, right? So I'm like, okay, I got to work on this. That sucks. And then I was quite nervous on set of the Rangers in Virginia, by the way. It was filmed in Virginia. Uh, first time on a film set, there is about 140 people all together on this one property in the in the woods, rolling hills and forested area. And uh, there was a professor of acting there who was playing the main Ranger uh, I was one of the Rangers as part of the Ranger team. And uh, I was with him for eight days next to him, talking to him, talking in the accent. 
and improving upon my accent. And, uh, and so that was fun. Uh, had I not done that with him, it would have been the Australian accent all the way through the film. And the first scenes that I filmed uh, versus the last scenes that I filmed, the accent improved a lot. And so it was kind of weird with the consistency, in my mind anyway, that's just being overcritical of what actually took place in the film. I didn't have a whole lot of lines in the film itself, mostly just being there part of the team and having a good time. And so I went uh, I went home. I uh, On my way home, I said to Ron, I'm like, hey, can I keep the costume just in case I want to make some YouTube videos about it? Had no idea how much the costume was worth, right? And uh, he's like, he thought about it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that'd be a good idea uh, to promote the film. So that was an interesting story, trying to get it over the border. It's like, okay, you can take this over. That's fine. But what's the value of the sword? Like, I have no clue what the value of the sword is for customs purposes. I didn't even buy it. It's, uh, there's no value on it. No, there's a value on it. And so I had to call Ron at the border. I was stuck at the border because I had this costume that I had to get with a dagger and like this bow and arrow. And so it was odd. I felt like I was going to be detained because I was bringing over a knife and a sword. Uh, but it ultimately worked out. Uh, and I was able to do something. And so this is where I got, I got detained at the border trying to see you. Did you know about that? I did not know about that, but it seems to be a, <laughs> a thing that happens. Uh, but fast forwarding uh, to where Aaron comes into the picture, because I, I made come time to like make a video about the Rangers. I didn't want to just make a YouTube video about it. I wanted to actually try my hand at making a short film and make it possibly fit within the canon of the Rangers that Ron had created. And so I had told him about the idea. He was uh, supportive of the idea. He just gave me some conditions. He said, okay, so you can make a film. That's fine. Just make sure that it happens before the Rangers that I made and your character can't die because that would mess with the continuity. And so basically I took that to mean, all right, so I'm immortal and I can do anything I want. <laughs> and he's like, okay, yeah, well, pretty much. Uh, I'm like, okay, cool. So I looked within the boundaries of the stuff that I could do easily. I thought, okay, I'm going to include my daughter in this and um, I'm going to be inspired by the movie Taken. So she'll be kidnapped and I'll have to capture her. Uh, and then I'm going to fight some orcs because they're always fun to fight against. And I'll get Quirk and Steve to be in it because uh, I can you know, dictate their schedule because they're filming God. with me anyway. Quirk uh, did such a good job though. Quirk did an amazing job. He is the unsung here anti-hero of the whole film because you would never know it's Quirk because he's wearing a silicone mask the entire time. Which is, I think, the single most expensive item for the film outside of the professional uh, sound mixing at the end. But like of all of the things inside of the film that we paid for, I believe that his mask and gloves are the single most expensive item. Yes. Yep. 100%. Uh, and so that that was that was awesome, uh, getting Quirk to do that. And uh, I, I told Quirk about the idea of doing that in the short film, right? And he's, he's like, okay, I can try this. So he was watching Guy Ritchie movies to try to get the accent down. And he comes back into my, my office and he's like, okay, Dave, what do you think of this? And he does an accent at first and it sounded horrible. I'm like, oh, no, what am I going to do? This is like, this is bad. Like, okay, Quirk, I got to be honest. You got to work on the accent. It's just not sounding convincing. It's not quite there. He's like, oh, okay. So watches more Guy Ritchie movies and he comes back. And it's like maybe 40% there where I want it to be in terms of comfort level, right? It's like, okay. I, I could see it. there's definitely improvement, but you 
it's got to be a lot better. It's a lot better than what it's sounding like. Because uh, to my untrained ear, it sounds bad. So if that sounds bad, then it sounds really bad to a trained ear. And so he, again, practices again, and we go over the lines. Next time, about 60%. And so we rehearsed a bunch of times. And the last rehearsal, he was about 80% there when it came to like speaking in character as a convincing orc. And then once he put the costume on and put the mask on, then it became 100%. Because then he was on set. He was in the forest. He was in a setting. And he just became Magra the Merciless. He became the villain in the short film. And it was awesome. Uh, my daughter died. Never wanted to talk to him, which is perfect because she was scared of him, right? Uh, you know, and it was great. It was absolutely great. Uh, and so he did a great job. And uh, so that was the short film. And so then it kind of just uh, the idea blew up into a, a feature film because I wanted to make another short film. And I talked to you about that. And we talked about production budget. And uh, it kind of just it wasn't originally going to be a feature film. It kind of grew into a feature film just because of the amount of people that were involved in the script and it kept on going. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we took the, we took the original short film and used that as the beginning of the film, which I think gave us 110 minutes to fill out yeah. in order to get to that feature length thing. Um, the shooting of it, like everything was on track and great. We got the Kickstarter funded you got all the shooting done over the course of like six weeks. Yep. Um, I was able to get up there to be in the big market scene. So I am, I am in the movie. Um, 80 people, remember, 80, extras. Yeah, 80, 80 extras. I remember, I remember I was talking about some real world nonsense and you had to cut my audio because nobody told me that I was supposed to be talking, not talking real world nonsense, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, and then I think like, the at like when it actually set in as to what it was going to take to get all of that you know film edited and produced that's like that's when the real work started you yep. know and i think that we both dramatically underestimated the amount of time and resources and mental energy that it was going to take. Um, Cause you spent a huge amount of time on the script you know what i mean and just you know it was like, about eight there, months. There, there, yeah yeah there was a lot of time on the script so we thought kind of in our minds, okay, we'll get the script done. We'll get the six weeks of filming and then bada bing, bada bang, bada boom, we'll get it edited and it'll be done and it'll be out. And it was, um, it was a lot more than that. You know what I mean? Like it took, it took some, some hard grips with reality and some, some serious decision-making to actually push the film across the finish line. Uh, but fortunately we were able to do it because, you know, it was, it was a lot of work. It was absolutely a lot of work. And, you know, as, as Ron Newcomb, uh, the filmmaker who's made a number of films, uh, says, a film will fight you every step of the way to not be made. And uh, there's so much truth to that because uh, filmmaking is just one giant problem-solving puzzle. Uh, and and it, it takes a lot to get over hurdles and to figure out solutions to things. And uh, So... It's uh, it's twelve fifty. Are we gonna do another giveaway? Yes, let's do that. Let's do the second giveaway. Uh, we are giving away another copy of the board game with the uh, DVD copy of the feature film as well. I heard, I saw a question there: Is the short film available? Yes, it is on YouTube. Search for the Rangers Drusten Chronicles, D R U S T A N Chronicles on YouTube, and you'll find it. Uh, the twenty-minute short film. 
but uh, for those who want to win this, put in this time, put in the word Bloodstone to let us know that you want to win a copy of this board game this time. Type in the word Bloodstone. Uh, but yeah, so that, I mean, and then, then this kind of came, like, how did the board game come up? Well, uh, part of the Kickstarter oh my campaign. God. So <laughs> how there did was the board game come up. Hey guys, let's just make a board game. That can't be too hard. Four years later, <laughs> board game. So, uh, I mean, giving credit to the Kickstarter backers who have been more than patient and generous with their support with this, uh, this was a kind of an afterthought of an idea. It was, wasn't even part of the original intent to, attach this as an idea for one of the pledge levels because it was just originally supposed to be about the film right uh and so this did come up as an idea i thought it'd be cool and uh it, it was presented in such a way where it, uh, the time in which it would take to make it didn't seem too long and so i thought okay cool we can get it done uh but the real world and real life coming into play it just took longer much more than expected Okay, so choosing the winner here. Three, two, one. Congratulations. Steel Man F. Uh, you are the winner of this second giveaway. Now, you're a user on YouTube. So email support at miniwargaming.com to claim your prize and let us know that you won the rangers board game plus dvd and uh yes include your your shipping address phone number email as well so that we can get the sent to you through the warp super super quick and super awesome with a geller field let's just be clear <laughs> it'll make it to the other side of the sick tricks using the sick tricks because that's the warp essentially Okay, uh, so that's it for that. All right, and uh, and that's that. So, Aaron, thank you for producing the film, for being a character in the board game that you used once, and for <laughs> <laughs> and for everything that you've done. Honestly, like without this, uh, without you, this project wouldn't be possible, right? Like. like you are actually the unsung hero behind this whole thing because it wouldn't be a thing without you. Well, I'm glad to have been part of it because it's really fun and it's very enjoyable. And it, now that it's all wrapped up and tied nicely in a bow, uh, it's an extremely uh, fun thing to have that I'm very proud of. So I appreciate being included in it. Um, so just really quickly for those when the Canadian border opens, let me just give you this word of warning when you go to visit uh, mini wargaming. When you go to the Rainbow Bridge and you are not Canadian and they ask you why you're going to Canada and you answer to visit friends that you met on the internet and they ask you, what are you going to do? And you say, play war games. <laughs> <sighs> they send you to a special parking lot <laughs> where they make you park and then ask you a lot more questions. <laughs> so avoid that answer. <laughs> Just a word of warning. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I was with my mom, who's a lawyer, 
and she literally facepalmed at every answer that I gave. She was so mad. She was so mad that I got us detained. I got myself, my wife, I think my kid was like one, and my mom all detained at the Canadian border for being like, yeah, we're just meeting people from the internet to play war games. Like, what's the big deal? Like, <laughs> I mean, that is the truth. I, that's That was the truth. Well, good tip. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you want a copy of the game uh, or a copy of the Game Plus bundle with the DVD, I've provided two links in this post, whether you're watching on Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube. So check out those links. And uh, thank you all. Stay tuned next week, 1 p.m. Eastern time, for the Shrine of Chaos.